Hello, and welcome back to episode 103 of the Die by the Sword podcast. Before we do get into this episode, I do need to say that uh, we did have some technical difficulties in this episode. We lost our original audio files, and we're stuck with using backup files. So the audio quality for this episode and the next one will be a little off. We really did try our best to make it sound as good as possible, but it sounds like we just put one mic in the center of the table and we're all just kind of sitting around talking through it. We apologize for the drop in audio quality, but we do hope you enjoy the episode still. Anyway, as always, before we get started, we do want to thank Ed and Gavin over at Midnight Syndicate. You can check out their stuff at www.midnightsyndicate.com. We also want to thank Sword Coast Soundscapes for the awesome ambient sounds that they provide. You can check out his stuff at youtube.com slash soundscapes. Don't forget to check out our website as well at www.diebythesoardpodcast.com. Uh, check out all of our social medias, the cast bios, and more. All right, enough rambling for me. Let's get into this week's episode. So, shots, shots. shots. <laughs> oh. I, I think that means shots. Oh, yeah, by live we mean we're all actually physically in the same room. We are. So this is number the second. Uh, this is time number two that we're all in person recording. It sure is. Yeah. Why is everybody looking at me? And, and what just what a wonderful occasion just occurred? Yeah, Memorial Day. Uh, I'd like to salute our troops. Yay! Well, yes, that that is then, 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 then there was percent, hundred percent. But also, and also, somebody turned forty-one. That's my dog. <laughs> Your dog turned forty-one. <laughs> he looks it. <laughs> so just just shy of six in dog years. <laughs> yeah, uh, Philip. Happy birthday, you old son of a bitch! Thank you very much. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Have you ever seen the underwater one? The underwater <laughs> one? Underwater happy birthday. birthday to you. Oh, under, to underwater. You. <laughs> happy, happy birthday from all of us to you. We wish it was our birthday so we could party too. Hey! <laughs> so you're a waiter, you know that. So I was going to say, so what restaurant did you work in? <laughs> Actually, that's why I work for Sawgrass. Is that was one of my questions at the beginning when I interviewed. Was, do we have to sing happy birthday to people? And they're like, absolutely not. I don't know. Well, Excellent. <laughs> no, I just know that one from I think it was Chili's that always did that mm-hmm. one from somebody would have a birthday. They would mm-hmm. always sing that song. Yeah. Because Speaking of other birthdays. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. This month we do have another birthday as well. Mine's the end of this month on the twenty first. Oh. I'll be thirty eight. Old man. One hundred percent. I can already feel it in my hip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the rain. <laughs> You'll break a hip. My bones. That's right. I uh, I'm not till September, so we got a little bit for mine. Well, I'm in August. Yeah. Oh, so another little cluster. I'm January, so. Okay. So get two clustered together, then two clustered together, and then you're off by yourself. Yep. <laughs> Cold of winter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I get the nice fall birthday. Yeah. Mine's on the summer solstice. 
so it's the longest mm. day of the year. Mm. That is a good birthday. Mine is That's my, my favorite day of the year, actually. Yeah, that's right. Mine's an unofficial start because it's always on or after Labor uh, Memorial Day. It's true. Oh. Yeah. Mine is, depending on the year, sometimes the autumnal equinox. Okay. Mine's just August. <laughs> it's hot. It's, it's hot. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, because we do have some birthdays and we're all together, uh, we decided to bring back the potions again. Yay. Has that other episode aired yet? Well, by the time this releases, yes. Okay. Also, oh, they've heard it. At the time we are recording this, no. <laughs> Right. It's all of a sudden like, wait, wait a minute. This timeline doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I was just saying, you know, this, I, I haven't heard it. So hey, we have been drinking already, so yeah. it feels a little confused sometimes. Uh, I, I, I haven't heard it yet, so I don't know if it was good or bad. Oh, it hasn't released, released. Yeah. I mean, we've heard it. So. Well, we, we, we lived it. Yeah. We yeah. lived well, it, yes. <laughs> I, I, haven't I don't it. remember if it was good or bad. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> it was definitely a lot of fun. Uh, that might have been, you know, the first time we've ever done an actual drunk podcast. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I, I get the uh, the appeal that the hideous laughter podcast does because they they do theirs they they market theirs as a actual drunk podcast. No. So I, I get the appeal. They're also playing through Carrie and Crown. So no. Oh. I've chatted with their GM a few times, swapping mm. notes here and there. Mm. How? I, well, I don't want to spoil their stuff but they're further along than we are okay yeah that was the question they started before we did oh so these trail bodies we've been finding that's them okay yeah yeah (laughs) uh, you're just following behind their adventuring room and then you're you're getting some of the the monsters that respawn uh so because it is a birthday celebration and we're all together we are starting this one off with a shot here we go i chose i chose health potion so don't die i'm i'm the oddball with the mana potion sure so. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Red rum. Red rum. That's good. That's pretty good. It's like suntan lotion. In a good way. It's the coconutty flavor. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the blue potion is the same as last time. Same concoction that I, I put together. Uh, the red one is different because I didn't quite like the way the other one tasted. Mm. So... Well, I think everybody kept going for the blue, so you were, you felt like you were. Well, no, I I knew the other the red one wasn't good. I, that was you did that on we, purpose, huh? So no, die. no. <laughs> <laughs> it was, Philip said he had vodka. I'm like, what do I put with vodka? I can do cranberry, cranberry, but I don't want to just do vodka cranberry because that's boring. So mm. what can I add to this? And so I add, added peach schnapps to it. I'm like, well, it's not bad, but it's not good. Mm. So was it the fruit punch you were looking for? It was not. <laughs> so this time, instead of vodka for the red punch, I decided to do rum. So it's got coconut rum and white rum in it with uh, some Sprite Zero and cranberry juice and grenadine. I'm glad that you thought about our health with the Sprite Zero. I did. Yes. <laughs> I love those calories. Got to get those. And, <laughs> and, it, and it, is, it is light cranberry juice as well. So. Oh, I feel better already. <laughs> that is true. Um, we got a fantastic like fajita dinner. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, okay. it was delicious. It was very good. Yeah, all Jake Geary cooked up. So. Mm-hmm. And I had something I've never had before, which is great. Oh yeah, the tabitas. Yes, they were good. They I'm were, glad you guys enjoyed it. Very yummy. Thank you for cooking. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. Uh, so yeah, who remembers what happened last time? We went up from the underground. I remember that. 
Yes. Okay, yes, I do remember that. We were done with the dungeon, and I am already looking forward to new powers so I can get dark vision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm stuck at low light, so I'm just a little bit ahead of you. I mean, you're, you're fine most of the time. It's just when you go in underground caverns with no sunlight anywhere around them. Oh, oh so this is a dungeons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, why do you think this is Dungeons and Dragons? Absolutely not. <laughs> it is not affiliated at all. <laughs> I remember we found a ghost hustler that we're trying to figure out the uh, the book. The book, yeah. Yes, you are trying to get the the book uh, translated since nobody speaks Aklo. Oh yeah, That's so true. oh I have oh I do have a couple of notes. It says book with notes. <laughs> <laughs> Ancient religion uh, notes in Aklo. Sunless Grove and Keepers of the Oldest uh, are phrases that we keep seeing. Uh, there's a symbol that Ginny saw on the wall in the book. Yes. Mayor says the creature is invisible, and then I have Yog Sototh, Elder God. Yeah. Did that ring a bell for anybody? Yeah, I remember that the Elder Gods. Yes. <laughs> How many apostrophes does Yog Sototh have in it? None. It does have a hyphen. Though. Okay. Oh. Between the Yog and the Sototh? Yes. Okay. Because oh. we're in, in the, um, the Lovecraftian yeah, monster. Yeah, this is, this is very Lovecraftian. And John and I have played... Uh, so we, we play this board game called Pandemic. Yes. And then there are offshoots of it. And there was a Cthulhu version of Pandemic that we played. Mm-hmm. And Jog Sototh is one of the elders that you have oh. to try to prevent from coming out. Don't let him out. It also reminds me of a... Uh, escape room that I did before with a group of friends that um, apparently through the whole thing you're looking for a Cthulhu statue and that's how you know you're, you've escaped or that's the last bit of it. I was the only one in the group that knew what a Cthulhu was. Oh, an octopus with a beard? Come on. <laughs> Davy Jones? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> From the monkeys? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're the Cthulhu. <laughs> so they kept finding stuff and running over to me. It's like, is this Cthulhu? No, it's not. That, that's an elephant. Zoidberg, so close. <laughs> right. <laughs> I might give it to them if they said that. <laughs> crab people, crab people. <laughs> Look like crab, talk like people. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think that pretty much sums everything up. You fought all those creatures down in the dungeon. You brought the book back up with you. Now we're getting translated by... Get to translated by the advisor to the mayor of this town. Which we don't trust. Jenny does not trust... But Jenny don't trust strangers. Like, I... I, I, I straight up had him here to help you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, and no, we're resisting. He can't look at the book. He can't touch the book. <laughs> it's this little frail old man. What are you gonna... What's he gonna do? He's gonna read a passage and turn into Cthulhu face. I mean, that, that's always a possibility. This is Pathfinder. <laughs> but there's no facing in Pathfinder. So his face gets removed. <laughs> he is without a face. That's exactly what I thought too. So I believe we left off with you guys at the, um, the mayor's mansion. Mayor Hegery, by the way. That's his name. And you were... About to go off with uh, the advisor, whose name is Margaret Shortstone. Try to get this book translated. Okay, what was his name again? Marguerite? Margaret? Margaret. Margaret. 
Short stone. Did I just call him shorty? I think I just saw a flash of lightning. Yeah, no, I was looking at the radar. It's, it's going to rain. Ah. So, do you go with Margaret Shortstone to have this book translated? I'm going to say, under strict watch, sure. <laughs> but I'm new here. You guys can tell me what to do. Well, you can try. <laughs> you could try. Uh, but, yeah. You can try it. Diego would trust this man. He would say he'd be okay with it. Uh, yeah, I think Chabert, he's gonna sense motive and just see what he thinks of the guy. Oh, he's getting fancy and shit. Chabert doesn't know anything. Uh, he's no. got a natural one there, so it's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> you think the entire party is looking at you funny at this point. <laughs> you don't trust anybody. <laughs> Just for grins, Diego will do a sense motive because he feels like maybe that's a good idea. Twenty-six. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, you know he's just he's very intrigued by this new uh, new book that he has never seen before. See, I told you Diego trusts me. <laughs> So you, you may hear a pause between John's rolls because he has to get up and go halfway across the room to the, the dice tower, and it's still that loud. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be quiet. <laughs> it's a good dice. <laughs> uh, all right. So he will go into uh, basically like a, a library you will follow him in there and sit down at a table and start looking through this book. He'll, he'll grab a couple of books on Aklo to try to help with his translations because this looks like a very old form of Aklo. Okay, and then... Check out uh, Aklo for dummies over here. <laughs> right. Uh, Jenny is going to flip her chair around and sit in it like uh, Michelle Pfeiffer from Dangerous Minds. <laughs> that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, with this book, uh, as I mentioned before, but I'm sure it bears repeating, uh, the book is, it's very large, it weighs about 10 pounds, and it's got about 500 pages of thin parchment in it. The cover of it has this large inset crystal uh, in the cover, and a series of metal insect-looking like clasps along the edges making it very difficult to get into. You just have to figure out the right combination of where to press to open it. Are the insects different? Or are they all like the same the, bug? They're not actual insects. They just, like, the the way it clasps, it kind of looks like insect legs. Going okay, around like, like a circle with... Yeah, points. exactly. Yeah. Like an evil dead type situation? <laughs> yes. Um, so as he's reading through, looking at this book, comparing some notes, he's he looks and says... Hmm. Uh, there appears to be a um, an inscription here in, in the front cover of the book. And as I flip through the rest of these pages, this appears to be an instruction manual for rituals, as well as a spell book. This um, this inscription here on the front of the book, uh, it says. <clears throat> May we, the keepers of the oldest, prevail over the scourge 
of simplistic thought and lesser men. And then beneath that, there are five signatures. And these signatures here look like they belong to... Let's see. Uh, there's one that says uh, Glim Baskerwell. Uh, the next one looks like it says Walder Crove. Uh, there's one here that says Arland Hive. Uh, there's one that says Rupman Meyer. And, huh, Solm Marchand. Solm? Solm. S-U-L-M. Solm. Why is that a unusual name? Have you ever heard it before? <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Marchand is uh, well known for having the house that is directly across from the slipper market. The one that was attacked? Yes. Oh. Let's see what else I see here in this book. Uh, looks like there are spells in here uh, for the spell Gate, Greater Teleport, Greater Planar Binding, Interplanetary Teleport, Lesser Planar Binding, Planar Binding, Plane Shift, Teleport, Plane Teleport Planar. Object, and Teleportation Circle. Well, we could really get in some trouble. <laughs> we spells. absolutely could. Unfortunately, I'm a sorcerer, so I can't learn new spells like that. Mm. Ah, there also appears to be this red bookmark here. It looks like these pages that are bookmarked. Oh, this looks like a relatively lengthy discussion on how to use special rituals to open portals in key locations. And there are several notes here annotated in the margins. If anybody has linguistics, you can roll that as you look at this. I'm afraid you Diego doesn't. Six. Yeah, Cabal doesn't either. Okay. I do, but I, apparently I don't understand. Does knowledge play something else? Nope, not in this. Well, I mean, that book has like half the spells are planes right okay so as I, as I look deeper here let me see what i can make of these notes and he's going like really in detail comparing the notes here to these books on aklo and putting together his knowledge and like over an hour passes of him studying through looking at these notes maybe it just says aha so the keepers of the oldest were hoping to use the ritual described in this book to try and open a portal in the Sunless Grove to contact a spawn of the Dark Tapestry. That doesn't sound good. No. Hmm. It also says, this, this section here toward the end, says to be cautious of those uh, attempting this ritual... Let's see here. Uh, there is a <clears throat> a warning that says forcing open such portals draws forth the spiritual essence of the casters, and that any entity contacted by the portal can make 
if hideous use of this essence by consuming it, growing more powerful in the bargain, such that only the end of such essence can challenge the intruder's rights upon your world. That's a lot of information. So the person that opens the portal can get taken over by the monster? Make a knowledge arcana check. Oh, I got that. Garbage. 22. 22, not quite enough. Diego got a 17. 10. 10. You got any knowledge arcana? Uh-huh. Let's see. So with that, it's, it's very cryptic the way it's worded. Um... And you're not quite able to piece together what all this means. It would take longer study of the of this to kind of figure out what it's meaning by it. How well, much longer? Well, do we have the time? Right. So, so what is your? Does he have the time? <laughs> can't even read it. What is your bonus? Plus ten. Plus ten. Okay, so even taking ten, that wouldn't be enough for knowledge or canon. Yeah. Yeah. Seven. Three. So you just um, just weren't quite able to figure out this this whole thing, but you could check again, like later, spending more time with it, try to roll again. Okay. Like, do we take his notes and just study it later, and that's how we do it? Yeah, you can okay. you can do it that that way to try to get more information on Diego it. Diego has one question. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned that the s that what was summoned would consume the essence of the opener of the portal. And that you said that the only way to close the portal was through the ends. I'm trying to figure out exactly what this is meaning. It seems that it seems that those who cast the spell to open the portal, their souls become linked to the creature that they summon. And if the creature is able to consume the souls of those who summoned it, it becomes stronger. But if that link is severed before it is consumed, then it would weaken it. Does it say anything about how to close the let me see here. It appears here that if if those who summoned the creature are killed before it is able to consume their souls, then it would be banished back to the dark tapestry. Well, I can do that. I can kill a bad guy like that. Mr. Marchand is in trouble. <laughs> well, I think Mr. Michonne is gone, right? Um, I we have not found his body, but did when you were in the uh, Sunless Grove beneath, were there any bodies down there? Yes. Do you remember how many bodies there were? Gary asking. <laughs> <laughs> I it, seem to think there were five or six. It, it, it is both of us asking. <laughs> um, 
five bodies or dead bodies? Both. How many dead bodies were were down there when you were when you went down? Let's play the tape. Back. Not, not not adding in how many were killed by you guys. Right. I think there were five. Because I remember there was a sarcophagus that we walked in that was kind of broke, but then there was also some dead people laying beside that. So you there. So the the first you went into that room first that had the sarcophagi in it with yeah. the dead bodies there. Yeah. So yes, there were bodies in that room. Once you got into the grove itself, though, further in where the the room with the the water and stuff in it where you fought all the people, do you remember how many bodies were laying in the water there? One. <laughs> I have no. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. I mean, it's been so long. Give me... Yeah. <laughs> give me a... Uh, we'll just say wisdom check. Just a, a straight wisdom check. A knowledge you remember. <laughs> no, one. <laughs> and Jenny don't want to remember shit. A five. Six. <laughs> Ten. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody remembers anything. Oh, <laughs> Jay was um, distracted by the non-lights, trying to see, right. looking around. Oh, yeah, she I mean, couldn't even see what you know what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. She couldn't see anything. Uh, so I will say, at least with the 10, you could probably deduce that one of the bodies down there was uh, Marshawn. And he was probably killed by the beast that they summoned. By killing him, it pushed itself back? No. no, if it kills them and like takes its takes the soul of the person, get, they, they get, get stronger. And by doing that, that takes away the option of just killing all of them and banishing it back to the the dark tapestry. So yeah. you, you won't be able to banish it that way. So you're gonna have to fight it. What you want to try to do is try to kill these other keepers of the oldest before it kills them. before it kills them. What if we reanimate? Right, and then we kill him. <laughs> well, it doesn't have a soul at that point, so it's just the corpses. But it might have information. <laughs> Alright, so we gotta find these other dudes then. And we searched the house, right? There's nothing in the house that we get us able to There was just that black mold everywhere. Yeah, yeah the black slime stuff. Yeah. So does Margaret know the other guys? Uh, he does not, but he suggests taking the list of names to the mayor, and the mayor might be able to give you more information, or you could go out and try to gather information from the people in the city. You know, the mayor, I guess. Have you seen this man? Have you seen this boy? Mayor. Mayor it is. All right. Uh, so you take the list back to the hermit. I mean, not the hermit. <laughs> the mayor. I was like, where did this hermit come from? What do you mean by now? Some random dude in the, wow. underneath the bridge. <laughs> Sir, do you know these people? <laughs> no. This is why I shouldn't be reading words when I am trying to speak. I do that all the time when I'm typing. If I if somebody's talking to me, I will type what they say to me. Yep. I do the exact same thing. I'm like, shh. So if I'm typing, saying. leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I'm trying to to transpose what you're saying. But, um, but anyway, you take the list of names back to the mayor. He will look at these for a while and say, well, I, 
I know who who uh, Salm Marchand is. Uh, he he recently moved to Carrion Hill from the town of Ilmarsh. Um, he he owned that house that was next to the slipper market that has been destroyed. Um, we are fairly certain that he is dead. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> so these these other names, um, I may need uh, to do a little bit of digging here. Are they dead? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Seems appropriate. <laughs> uh, grave digger, please go dig up the graves and see if we have any of these names here. Um, Aside from that, uh, it may take a bit of time for me to gather this information on these people. I, I know most of the people here, but I don't know everyone. So uh, I can have this information to you within 24 hours. Mayor job. That would be fun. To know everyone? everyone? Yeah. Maybe you get points away. Oh, you know what? Is there a, is there a church or something where people congregate? Where's, where's a good place that people congregate in the town that we know? A bar. Uh, we, do, we do have the church. The Elmway Church, which used to be a temple of Aradin, but now it is just a church. They sell Elmway? Okay, I'll get there. I think we lost Keith. Well, let's head over there, I guess. And, and yeah, Mary, think on it, and we're going to head over to church and see what we can find. Okay. I will be working on these. Uh, if you need my assistance for anything, let me know. Any particular products we should pick up? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Good episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like that this, like this to be a running joke first. <laughs> so you head to the... <laughs> Totally. We're heading to the Elmway Church. Elmway Church. <laughs> Pull it together. When I'm good. <laughs> Are you sure? I think so, yes. You have any more in there? No. <laughs> Give me another shot. <laughs> Are we doing another shot? I mean, we can. Might as well. Shot break. Shot break. Shot break. We're going to the Elmway Church. Yes. I so need Elmway products. <laughs> Uh, oh, is that the, uh, just to the east of it, is that that Cutco Asylum that we there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's that vacuum place. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys get to the church. That was us running. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the little Flintstone feet. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Here, here. Kind of He's got his phone right? Yeah. <laughs> Dinosaur does it, though. <laughs> 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 uh, so as you get there, there's a bit of commotion, like, outside, because I mean, people are being killed and what? stuff from this. I mean, the monster that's attacking the city. People are, there, there is a commotion. There's, like, a riot going on through the streets. Um, so you can't quite get to the church itself. It's kind of blocked off. I could get to it if you don't mind trampling some townspeople. I mean, start stabbing people, make them get out of the way. <laughs> I'm gonna turn in my hair with our You're not a werewolf. Get out of my way. You're not a werewolf. 
Uh, I'll use the cleaver to cleave you down. <laughs> are you trying to gather information, or what are you trying to do? Uh, yeah, I think we need to gather information. Yeah, we are lacking in information. So, people are a bit panicked, but you can stop some of them as they go by uh, and try to gather information. If you want to do that, that would be a diplomacy check. So, stop some of these people and check and see what they got. Ooh. Ooh, I'm gonna need that. Mm. I'm only 18. I have zero ranks in this, I can't do that. <laughs> you got really good diplomacy. <laughs> I only got 20. Alright, well, each of you, except Diego, because the cat is not very diplomatic. <laughs> Which is fitting for a cat. <laughs> I don't need these people. <laughs> don't, look, don't look at me. So you're, you're kind of each, instead of like this whole group of people approaching one person at a time, you're kind of spreading out through the crowd, trying to gather information as you go. Diego is trying and failing. Um, people don't like him. <laughs> uh, but everybody else, as you go... Um, Chaubert is able to get information on um, Glim Baskerville. Baskerwell, Baskerville, whatever. Um, people say that he's a hunchbacked hermit who lives in the Rive, about a day's travel east of Carrion Hill. He's a swamp druid, and... <laughs> is this Shrek? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He is a swamp druid that is very well known in Kyrian Hill. Uh, he is a potion maker, and he visits the city often. He is usually staying with his friend Arland Hive at the Elmway Church on these visits. Oh. Uh, Cabal is able to find out information on Walder Crove. He is a well-known warden of Crove's Asylum, which is a building located in the crown that the crows have long used to dispose of lunatics and the insane that are too dangerous to keep in regular prisons. You said he's a warden there? Yes, he is a warden. Um, Jenny is able to find out information on Arland Hive, who is an authority on regional history and lore. Uh, he's a sage who dwells in an abandoned church of Aroden on Elmway, which happens to be this one here. Uh, the Elmway Church. There are whispers that he dabbles in the black market poison and drug trade. Ooh. Who wants to get some of that wacky tobacco? <laughs> and poison. Right. <laughs> uh, and then each of you, kind of, as you're talking, hear information on um, Ruppman Meyer. Uh, Ruppman Meyer is a Middenstone Baron. He owns a large vat house down in the filth along the riverbanks and is rumored to be involved with illegal necromancy. But to date, the crows have not been able to find enough evidence on him to arrest him. Right? <laughs> Where is he? He stays down by the river? Yeah, he, he runs the um, Ruppman's vats. Okay. He has a plan. Stand by the Right. So basically, through this information you've gathered here you feel like you need to find these keepers of the of the old right um the ones that are left at least 
to go find. So you've got three locations. You've got the Rutman's Vats, you've got the Elmway Church, and the Crove's Asylum. I, while you are at the Elmway Church right now, as I said, there's this riot going on, so it would be really hard to get inside to try to get through these people. Um, so you might want to pick a different location first. So based on what we know about these people and what has transpired, we know pretty much that these guys are all unsavory types, right? Yes. And nobody's like, oh yeah, that's a good guy. <laughs> it's like, oh, that dude involves some shady stuff, right? Yeah, they're, they're, these are some shadier people. Uh, the only one that people kind of like is uh, Glim Baskerwell because he's the, the swamp druid and potion maker. So sometimes he has some good potions for people to buy. I really think you should do Shrek's voice for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll break up my Scottish accent. For God, the last <laughs> um, but mine was the poisons and drugs, and they're the church, and they're a sage. Um, but what was their name? Uh, yours was uh, Arland Hive. Um, you could also take this information back to the mayor. He may have more um, information for you, or other things to give you as well. Okay. Let's go to the bats. <laughs> the bat again? Yeah. <laughs> we go check out Rutman's bats first. Yeah. It's uh, on the other side of town. Was there less traffic that way, it seems? Yeah, there's definitely less traffic that way. Um, well, to the bats. To the bats. To the batmen. To the mayor. To the bat cave. Yeah. <laughs> um, who had the bats? At the church. I did, though. You have, you have the asylum? I got nothing. Uh, oh yeah, you over there looking at his paws. Yeah. The, the the vats were that's the one everybody. Yeah, I kind of got information on. So we all kind of heard a lot of information about the vats. Okay. Yeah. Since we yeah. Let's go there. Okay. So are you going straight back or straight to the vats, or are you going to go to the mayor's? Uh, stop to the mayor first. It's on the way. Okay. Update him on the information that you got. Let's see if he has gained any information from his research. Okay. Sounds good. So you make it back up to Crown Manor. Track down the mayor. Ah, were you able to um, gain any uh, knowledge on these people? Yes, we found some possible locations for each of them. Ah, very good, very good. I will say we were able to find the body of um, Glim Baskowell. And why? What happened to him? He was split in half. Like long or horizontal? <laughs> <laughs> it's important. I didn't ask for details, um, but my guess would be um, like his torso was removed from his legs. Diego's looking at the ball. Hmm? Stabby, stabby. He was the favorite, right? Yes, he was the one that more of the people liked. Uh, so with that, you guys know that you are looking for three of them now instead of four. So where did they find them? He was found uh, near the slipper market, but he wasn't in inside, kind of like he'd been carried out by something. Less people for us to look for, but also more souls for that thing. That's well, I mean, not, I think we should look at the supermarket anyway, see if there's any clues of 
What did this? We already did that. I mean, we know that the monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's where you went down. Underneath. <laughs> that's where you started. It was a slipper market. Well, uh, well, after we left, we didn't. After we left, we didn't see anything. We would we would notice a half a person. Well, there was a lot of carnage all around. Yeah, there were, there were bodies all around okay. that they. Because <laughs> even in the uh, in the house that you went in, the there was that one room that there were pieces of bodies that couldn't be all put together. That you just found. Who doesn't yeah. love a good puzzle? <laughs> right. <laughs> Necromancy puzzle. <laughs> Some might like it. <laughs> this is a spare body part. John, you killed the best D and D toy gift ever. Necromancy puzzles. Is that uh, like a gruesome Mr. Potato Head? Yeah. yeah. There's lots of parts. And <laughs> yeah. What do you do? What do you make out of that? <laughs> so at this point, we know that uh, this entity has killed two yes. of its summoners so far? Yes. So. Two out of six. Two out of six. Um, so. That means we got to kill two just to get a yeah, driven sure. in the game. Yeah, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So with that and. Go to a game seven. <laughs> so with that and uh, with uh, Margaret thinking on that riddle basically that was in the, the other in the book they've kind of gathered the information of it's kind of your task now to um, locate these three keepers and kill them because they believe kind of as was mentioned that if you kill them it will weaken this invisible monster uh, the mayor also has a few items for you since you are fighting an invi- fighting an invisible monster. So he gives you ten potions of cure moderate wounds. <laughs> Cheers! <laughs> Five potions of lesser restoration. A scroll of sea invisibility. That's kind of handy. A scroll of invisibility purge. What is that? I'll tell you in a minute. (laughs) And one dose of dust of appearance. Yeah. (laughs) So the invisibility purge uh, will create a sphere around you where anything that is invisible will become visible. That is within that sphere. What is the range on that? Uh, it is five feet per caster level, and this is a scroll, so it's going to be at the lowest level, uh, and so, it's a third level spell. Okay. So it's going to be Yeah. You guys. So cast, they just start running around. <laughs> <laughs> so who, who's good at casting scrolls? Or? I mean, I can cast the scrolls. Scrolls are fine. The... Uh, remember that for scrolls and stuff, they should be on your spell list. Oh, that's right. Um, oh, that's, that, they're not on the spell list. You can try use magic device for them. Scrolls do have a a failure chance where they may backfire on you, though. Have we become invisible? Oh, bonus! <laughs> I mean, they can do that, or they can have other uh, negative effects for when they fail. Um, but 
I have it up right here. Invisibility Purge is a Cleric, Oracle, or Inquisitor spell. That's you. I got it. Can that work, though? If I turn invisible and then cast it on me and then run around so he can't see me, but we can see him? But I think the sphere would be around you, so you would become visible. That's what I'm asking. How does that interact? If I turn myself invisible and then cast it on me and then run around. But you're within the sphere, so you would be you would be you would become visible. Okay, That's so a good you thought, though. Invisible, and we give it a little dose of medicine. You have this thing. We'll be apart, mm-hmm. and then come together. And then, yeah, we got it. Classic pincer invisible. <laughs> right. uh, and then, so I fear. See invisibility makes sense. You get to see invisibility. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the dust of appearance is a very fine metallic dust that if you fling into the air. Coats objects within a 10-foot radius, making them visible even if they are invisible. So glitter. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's very similar to the fairy it's magic spell. glitter. Mm-hmm. Lasts for five minutes. Well, regular glitter lasts for five years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. Forever. And just so you know, a creature that is coated in the dust takes a minus 30 penalty on its stealth checks. Oh. No hiding for you. <laughs> <laughs> this deck has no chance to stay. <laughs> That is the information that you have. Let's go check out the bats. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's check all out go to the, the lobby. Bats. Can we go raid that guy that died in his house so that we can get all the special? Sure. Oh. <laughs> that is an interesting idea. Make a little detour. You'd have to go way outside of town. I know. To the swamp. To the swamp, yeah. Swamp land. So you're not going to do your Shrek voice. He did that on purpose, so he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No Shrek voice. Oh, I have to do a Shrek voice. I let me kill him off real quick. Um, GM Audible. Oh, right. He's dead. Oh, oh no. All right. Uh, so you're heading to the Ruppman Vats. Which I believe is... He's right? Well, we haven't got inside yet. So it's a building. You'll see a building. Hey, dude, look at the building. It look like a building. Look like a tall building or look like a short building? Uh, so, Rupman's Vats, uh, when you get here, this is a 40-foot high single-story building looming over the river's edge. The walls are constructed of middenstone around a wooden frame. Doors are of mid doors are of mid and stone as well. Um, you do see a few like yeah, so you see a few uh, sluice gates going down into the river and then you also see three chimneys rising up above each of those sluice gates as well with uh, this narrow kind of greenish colored smoke coming out of them. These people do not take care of this is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these guys are major polluters of the area. So. Yeah. Let's and kill them now. For those of you... <laughs> who does not know what middenstone is? Middenstone? Those are like rocks that you put on your hands and in you, the winter? Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, if you have knowledge, uh, we'll do... Anybody have knowledge engineering? I do. You? Yeah. Roll engineering. I know what 
middenstone is basically like little bricks that are created out of crushed, boiled, and mixed up uh, bone, gravel, and carrion roaches. What? So it has this like purplish hue to it and kind of smells like uh, graveyard dirt. But they're sh- it's like little bricks that they, they put in. It's cheap to make and they can build things quickly out of it. It just, like the rain and stuff will also kind of deteriorate it. And it's a food source thing. You can eat it. Yeah. That's gross. That it, it gets the, the purple hue from the carrion roaches because they are these large purple roaches that feed on carrion. Huh. Cuts down on the roach population. That's true. That is the kind of genius. <laughs> So, but it stinks. <laughs> so, yeah. if it's made of bones, this town must be haunted as hell. You, and you have noticed a lot of buildings in this town are made with this midden stone. The town is very gone. They're very environmental, though. So, right. Captain Planet is on their side, not ours. And, and, and when I say it's got this purple hue to it, it's like this gross purple. It's not even like an attractive purple look. It's. What is gross purple? I don't know, but that's what it says. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So you are you penetrating through these wide doors here? Are you taking your stabby town? I don't think so. Can we fit through any of the other places, like the service grates? Stabby town. I mean, is that what you want to check? Do you want to check the? Uh, yeah, either... I mean, not going through the front door is probably. So here. <laughs> the stuff's coming out of the sluice way, right? Yes. So that's out. I'm cat fur ain't getting in that. Okay, okay. Well, you also <laughs> said that there was green uh, smoke coming out of the chimney. Yeah, not going down that. Unless poison. I mean, the front door is right there. The only place that I think is, is I want to say safe because I don't trust you, but <laughs> um, not gross. So what about the doors on the south end? Oh. That's another set of doors. It's two sets. It is two sets. Does there be... Does there be... Does there be... Does there be any between the two? There... There be the same. They they look like doors. They look like a door. They look like a door. They look like a door. One just looks like a south entrance. The other one just looks like a uh, one has a big east entrance. entrance. Yeah. Alright. I mean, do you want to penetrate from the south or penetrate from the north? Por que no las dos? The north remembers, don't we? It's a maneuver. Yeah, I guess let's just go on the line where we're lined up at. I mean, because would they expect us to be coming to kill them? No. No. So, I mean, we could just be like, oh, hey. We're hey, bro, we're here to diplomatic mission. That's right. We heard that you're the man to talk to. They have sent us. That's the Admiral. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, yeah. That's the plan. Stabby, stabby. Which, what is the name of the guy that we're supposed to see here? Alexander Grimbell. <laughs> this one is Rutman Meyer. Rutman Meyer. Mr. Meyer. The, the owner of Rutman's Vats. <laughs> For all your vats. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> I just, uh, in my brain, this guy is Bob Vance from the office. <laughs> Bob Vance, thanks for the version. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to open the door. Let's open the door. 
<laughs> I'm not even going to knock. Alright. Who's going for the door? Diego. Diego said I'm not even going to Alright. You try to open the door, it doesn't budge. Damn it! <laughs> All that talk about what we're doing. So is it locked? Is that what it's going It is locked. Ooh, okay. So first I will check and make sure there's no security system here. Okay. Roll for security check. A thirty-four. You are very certain that there is no security system. Alright. Well, now I will try and pick that lock. <laughs> <laughs> um It's just some guard just shaking his finger. Right. <laughs> Uh, 29. It's close, but not able to open it. Ooh, that's a tough one. Can I try it one more time? Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Only on a roll. <laughs> that's another nat 20. And why am I wasting all right now? Good <laughs> lord. Uh, so that is a 39. Definitely get it open that time. And off the hinges. <laughs> the, whole the, the whole door comes off. There is no door. <laughs> Your door is ajar. <laughs> okay. Cat walks in. Miss Pablo come with us, or is he going to play in the sewer? <laughs> play in the river. Yeah, I don't want him out by himself, so. Well, because, I mean, they're killing people in the streets, so I got chopped in half over there. That's true. You don't want him to be eaten. Oh, but there's stairs. <laughs> <laughs> they look short, though. That's a twist all along, is that it's Pablo that's killing them. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I imagine Pablo on stairs is like, what was the robot in Robocop that could do stairs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just get the feeling that, that Pablo, he's actually like, uh, uh, what is it called? Flirkin? Okay. <laughs> just. <laughs> yeah. So you look back at him and he's like slurping up like a spaghetti noodle, but it's like a person's arm. Yeah. <laughs> you just didn't even and notice it. Like, like, <laughs> don't know what that was. All right. So uh, you have opened the door and it is removed from the hinges. It's yeah. a jar. Um <laughs> And you now see this uh, this room where the air is hot, humid, and foul-smelling. A mix of acrid chemicals, burning refuse, and a bitter smoke taints the air. The room itself is cavernous with a 40-foot high ceiling supported by a tangle of wooden beams and walkways. A large square table covered with bricks and tools sits in the center of the room and a network of chains, ropes, and pulleys runs through the timbers above. Two flights of stairs lead up the north to a, a long room filled with fumes and wisps of smoke. Okay, so I am going to leave Apo outside then. I mean, it's really dirty here. It's very dirty. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait outside with Apo. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to make any checks? Are we getting sick? Right now, it, it smells really bad in here, and it's not fun, but you don't have to make any checks in this room. Making these bricks is a pretty awful process, it sounds like. 
I mean, yeah. you're squishing beetles and bones together. <laughs> I mean... It, I mean, it's bad enough in this room that it's like your eyes are starting to water in this room, but it's not like making you sick. Yeah. Well, Diego will go inside. Should be good now. Let's move as a group. So anyway, <laughs> inside. The so room. inside this room. So as I said, the smell is so bad, and the fumes are in this room uh, that your eyes are starting to water, but it's not making any of you sick. Uh, you do hear uh, the bubbling sounds of the vats in this next section of the of the building. Uh, and like the bubbling is very loud. <laughs> it's, it's very aggressive bubbling. <laughs> Bubbles. Bubbles. Uh so yeah, so you have that. Uh, looks like this room is basically where they stage deliveries. Uh, and also along the walls outside here, you do see some of those carrion roaches on the walls. Like looks like, yeah, looks like they kind of escaped their confines. Are they trying to eat the bricks? Because it's made of dead things. But it's dead them, so do they eat themselves? Are they carnivorous? Yes, they are carnivorous. But are they That's what I meant. <laughs> what you said. <laughs> but it's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> so many questions. But no, I'm, I'm like all most all animals. Right. I had a friend of mine who had a parrot, a parrot that liked scrambled eggs. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. Seems so. <laughs> I, I mean, at least they probably weren't parrot eggs. They weren't parrot eggs, no. <laughs> you see, a, you see a parrot eating an egg. It's kind of like that's one. Also, what's worse is when you give eggs to a chicken. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they will eat. They, they will. Okay, so what? So you want to proceed the stairs? Is this good? I have us lined up with you guys, Jimmy and Diego, in the front, and then we all bring up the rear. Absolutely. <laughs> sure. Is that good? Yeah. Okay, so we're just gonna go two by two, we're door to door. God loves more than he wants some more. <laughs> we're going through the okay, we're going up the stairs into the next room. We have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that looks pretty bright, I think. <laughs> Let's let the people who can't see go first. Yeah. So there's no problem with light in here, it's, it's, it's well lit. Um, as you start making your way up the stairs here, I need you to make an acrobatics check because it is very slippery. Do I get a bonus because I walk with my course uh, uh, staff? If you're walking with that, or if you hold the handrails going up, you do get a bonus to it. So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I got a twenty-two. You're fine. Same. I got a twenty-six. You're fine. 
you said acrobatics? Yes. 16. You're still fine. So. He just like freaked out. Right? He just falls backwards and tails go. Oh, so he's a stegosaurus. Yeah, that's what I was saying. One of his reach ones. The party was down to two. So, uh, as you enter this room and making your way up the slippery stairs, uh, the stench and humidity in the air here is cloying and choking. There is no proper floor in this room, only a series of five-foot-wide middenstone walkways passing along and over a series of pits ten feet below. The ground is obscured by a layer of foul-smelling bubbling water through which a, a tangle of violet middenstone pipes weave. Numerous huge metal cauldrons containing a nasty bubbling violet sludge simmer in the pits, each vat cradled in a nest of steaming pipes. Above the open ceiling is a tangle of timbers, ropes, chains, and pulleys, many bearing hooks sized for the rings around the cauldron rims below. Ropes and slippery ladders descend into the morass below every five feet along the edges of the slippery walkways, while to the north is a warehouse containing bins of coal barrels, cages, and other supplies. Beyond this, a huge streaming pit. A huge steaming furnace churns and roars under an upraised observation deck. You also see what appeared to be eight workers slowly you know, attending to each of the vats. Um, are they ugly? Are they monstrous? They they look like humans. He said look. I said look. Yeah. He didn't say they. He said look like humans. I mean, in this world, you can't be too careful. That's true. The non-human in the group looks at you and goes, hmm? So what are we going to do? I mean, <clears throat> if, these are just, if these are actual people, why humans are the Is there a way past them that, that's clear? Is it, no. No. So it's, it's, have to encounter you'll have to, yeah, you'll have to go through them. Can we just say that we're corporate? <laughs> Ooh. Or do I mean audit? The mayor sent us. There you go. Let's do this. We're going to do the audits. We're here uh, for the mayor. Or from you. He said, uh, We're here to audit. Uh, concerns? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> 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 so, are you actually trying to talk to these guys? Sure. I mean, you got the closest guy and see what he's got to say. Yo, dude. There's one about 10 feet away from you. Okay, so he's 10 feet away from us, so, you know, as we approach him, what's the vibe we uh, as you approach him, he's there's something different about him. Give me a perception check. Would you look at that? Oh, you too? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got a nineteen. Bro, where are you? Good luck. This is gonna stop as soon as the fighting starts. These twenties are gone. Twenty-four for Diego. Okay. 32 for Paul. 31 for Chabert. The most perceivable. Right. <laughs> so as as you guys are approaching this worker, you notice he looks human, but there's something about him that's just 
off. Like, he's slow in his movement. He's very focused on what he's doing. And as you get closer and start to to talk to him, he slowly turns to look at you, and his eyes are just kind of glazed over. (laughs) He's been smoking the weed. And he sees you and just lets out this moan. And we're rolling for initiative. (laughs) Next time. Oh.